Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Doing the Thing podcast. And my name is Philip Matko. All of you should know me, and you should know my co-host, Mr. Jason Madden. How are you doing, Jason? Doing well, my friend. Doing well. Good to see you this wonderful Wednesday morning. Yeah, you know what? And it is a wonderful day. And you know, that being said, look, let's have some reality in this conversation. Life can be challenging. Life can be complex. There's a lot of things happening in the world that are creating compression points and and challenges. And, you know, we wanted to really dedicate this episode to some philosophies that can help you in those challenging times. Really find yourself, get in tune with the right philosophies, and really drive yourself forward. So today's session is all about stoicism. (laughs) <laughs> and Jason, um, we're going to have a chance to pick Jason's brain on this. Um, what the heck, first of all, is Stoicism? Well, glad you asked. So <laughs> Stoicism is an ancient philosophy developed in Greece around probably around 300 BC. So the main principle is that emotions lead people to make bad choices. So if one can learn to view the world and relationships logically as opposed to emotionally, one could lead a more peaceful life. Well, that sounds pretty straightforward. Yeah, right, right. So it's, um, you know, I read a book the other day um, called The Obstacle is the Way. And and that was a very, very stoic, heavy book. And and it talked about the philosophy of, of obstacles and things going on in your life, you know, trying to convert them into opportunities instead of, you know, focusing on that negative forever and, and letting that completely, you know, shape and mold your mind and, and your life around you. Interesting. You know, I, um, and for those of you who have listened to us in the past, thank you for that, by the way. Um, I just finished my fourth book and this book is on career resiliency. And one of the things I researched, which really ties to this topic, is that principle of emotions taking over your decisions. And really what I found in my research is that's hardwired back to the ancient days of fight or flight survival. And what happens is your amygdala gets triggered when you're in a tough situation, a stressful situation, and that fight flight adrenaline starts to flow and it governs all of those, I should say it supersedes all of those creative skills, those language skills, those negotiating capabilities, the ability to see into the future and map that is all wiped away by the amygdala, which takes control. And here's this very simple thing that in in philosophy of how to prevent getting that amygdala hijack. So really interesting. And um, share with us a little bit about the core tenets of stoicism, if you would. So, so there's tenets, there's virtues, there's principles. But I like, um, I like breaking it into three parts, logic, physics, and ethics. So logic, that's a way to determine if your perceptions of the world are correct uh, based off of, you know, you know, um, Fact versus emotion and feeling. Hmm. Physics, meaning um, natural science. So it's a structure to understand the natural world as both active and passive, um, like figuring out by reason versus existing and substance. And then ethics, the study of how to live one's life. You know, um, are you going to, 
you know, are you going to lead somebody into a poor business decision knowing that it's not a great, they're not a great fit for it or because you're going to benefit from it? Are, are you going to be able to have that ethical courage or reasoning to be honest and truthful with that person or, or falling into a relationship with somebody that, you know, isn't a, the right fit for you, but you're doing it anyway, because it's good enough for now. You know, that's, that's the, that's what that means by that ethic piece. Wow. So it is really holding up a mirror to yourself and asking yourself some deep and really meaningful questions. I think so. I think so. You know, there's, um, you know, a lot of the ethical notions by a lot of the philosophers in the past, and that's Marcus Aurelius and, um, and Seneca. Um, so both, both were, were, um, are considered some of the the uh, the main philosophers for Stoicism. Um, both are actually very wealthy and very powerful men um, in, in, in ancient Roman times. And funny enough, they always had the um, the idea that you know prosperity is through relationships and people, not necessarily not necessarily through monetary means. And this is coming from some of the richest people on earth at the time. So I take that with a grain of salt and I, I see there's a little <laughs> bit of, you know, some stuff going on there, but you know, some of the most, some of the wealthiest people that I could think of in, in modern times right now kind of have some very similar stoic philosophies. Uh, Elon Musk is a, is a strong stoic. Um, Richard Branson, you know, these guys, they, a lot of these guys kind of started out from nothing and using some of these principles have become very, very successful. Um, and, and so, you know, a lot of the things that they used in the past, and this is kind of those, uh, those, the main ethical notions of nature, law of reason, virtue, wisdom, apathy, pleasure, evil, and duty. And I think there's a lot of different uh, definitions for each of those categories. You know, mm. as you kind of, especially when you kind of bring it back from ancient Greece to today, it's, um, you know, you could, you could, you know, wisdom. I mean, what is, what is wisdom back then versus right now? And kind of, you get to kind of study that a little bit and kind of see what that actually means to you now versus then. Interesting. And, you know, um, you've raised some really interesting tenets and principles. And the question really on my mind is, why did you embark on this path? And more importantly, for those uh, those listening to this episode who have come through several tumultuous years, who jumped into 2023 with some resolutions and some big hopes to bring about change in their lives. As importantly, why should folks consider the stoicism philosophies and approaches? So, so my personal um, journey into stoicism is because of my divorce last month or last year, last year I got divorced and, and things kind of, you know, all the things that come with that had kind of, uh, kind of started to come to the surface and, you know, there's some adversity around that. So the single most important practice in stoic philosophy is differentiating between what we can change and what we can't, you know, so I decided to focus on the things that I can have control over and have some influence over that stuff. You know, like if a flight's delayed because of weather or whatever, no amount of yelling or stomping around is going to change that, right? <laughs> so, so. <laughs> so why not focus on the things that you have and that you can do? And, and that's where I was at for a little while. I can only focus on the things that I can actually influence. And I had to, I had to let some of those other things go that I couldn't change because there's no, no 
no reason to do try to do it. If if you find that you're going to be hitting that wall and the only thing that can change that is certain individuals and certain uh, decisions from other people, then I mean you just gotta let the you gotta you gotta do what you can with what you have, but then you gotta kind of let the chips lie where they might, you know. I don't know if that's the way you do that saying, but that's kind of where I was at, you know. It's good if it's gonna be it's, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. If not, this is what I'm gonna do because I can control this. You know, that is such valuable um, advice to give because so many times when I talk to folks, I find that they're not living in today. They're instead living in the past and living in the future, right? They're thinking about all those things that brought them to the place they are and the mistakes they made, the challenges, whatever it may be. And then they're looking in the future and going, oh my gosh, how am I going to get to where I want to be? Because this is what I think the future holds for me. And what stoicism seems to be uh, uh, advocating, if I'm hearing you correctly, is stay in the now and focus on the things within your touch and control and affect those as positively as you can. And guess what? If you do, the future likely will take care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, whether good or bad, it's going to, something's going to happen and you can't control it. And the best thing that you can do is, is, is like you said, live in the present and, and, and affect what you can. I also found journaling to be uh, really helpful. Um, it's a daily practice. Um, you know, preparing for the day of the head, reflecting on the day that's passed and things like that. You, you mentioned that to me too. And that's such a good way to dispel the negative out of your body, out of your mind, mm-hmm. put it on a piece of paper, write feverishly in the morning, get it out of there. And now let's work on the good things. Where are some good things that happened yesterday? Where are some good things I'm going to do today? And how am I going to do it? And just analyzing that day ahead. Yeah, because you know what, dude, all my research tells me um, that we are wired to remember the negative and not so much accentuate the positive. We are wired because of this fight, flight, and survival that is ingrained into our the deepest parts of our brain. We're going to walk away from a day knowing those things that hurt our feelings or frustrated us or frankly pissed us off. But within that day, there are, there are many different 1% opportunities, 1% improvements, feedback that we get that's positive that we tend to dismiss because we focus on that one negative event. And when you really sit down and start to journal, you begin to not just acknowledge those positive things, but you also see how changes you're personally making make little to large effects and ripples into the environment, right? So such a critical thing to be able to look inward. How does, um, so let's take this to application phase. Mm. And you being, you know, taking the time to study and, you know, making this an important priority in your life for some of the reasons you've shared. How would someone else who might want to learn about stoicism and more importantly, bring that into their daily life? How might they go about doing that? So I think um, the letters of Seneca or the Tao of Seneca is a really great way to to start. Um, There's multiple volumes out there of letters that he would be writing to his friends and colleagues with um, with a lot of these tenants in it, he would even he would even tell his colleagues or suggest to his colleagues to practice misfortune, like mm-hmm. 
like what I mean by that is like, hey, wear your your crappiest clothes, pay yourself a low salary if you're a business owner for a month, and you know just live off of exactly what you need, you know, and and no nothing above that or anything like that, and, and just kind of you know humble yourself a little bit, you know, and that was that was a lot of that came from um, the the Dow of Seneca. And Marcus Aurelius would do that too. There's multiple volumes from Marcus Aurelius um, that have some really great um, stoic principles and conversations in them as well. So starting out with some of the, the older philosophers and kind of reading through that, there's podcasts on it, there's Facebook groups on it. Uh, but I, I recommend the books, you know, because you're not, you're going to get way more of a book than a Facebook meme, you know, with quotes. <laughs> you're going to understand why they're saying those things in those quotes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the thing about reading, even audiobooks to a degree, but certainly reading to a large degree, is it engages your mind and your creativity. As you're reading, you begin to understand more deeply and intuitively why these principles exist, how they apply to life. And it really is that look inward um, that becomes important. And listen, you know, You've been through some challenges. I've been through some challenges. No doubt everybody listening has. Sometimes we feel like we're the Lone Rangers and nobody has it as tough as we do. When in fact, <laughs> you know, that's not the case, right? But what right. we have to do is say, listen, it's, it doesn't matter what happened to me. It matters what I do about it, right? It matters mm -hmm. the steps I take from here forward. And focusing in on the now, really becoming inner centric in terms of, um, understanding our own development, right? That's yep. the key to getting out of every life challenge. And that's why I think this is such an interesting topic to chat about. I agree. I agree. And I think it's a, it should be an ongoing conversation. I don't believe that you just become a stoic overnight. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta give yourself some physical reminders. You gotta give yourself some mental reminders. You know, a lot of people do, you know, meditation on this stuff daily along with their writings and their journaling. Um, you know, it's, it's something that you've got to change and, and, and kind of, it's just like working out. You just got to kind of get your, um, get your mind conditioned to thinking in these ways. And we're only scratching the surface on it. You know, we're only, I've only given a, like a handful of, of trades and tenants in, um, or the exercises, to, so to speak in stoicism, there's so much more out there. There's a lot, you know, and, you know, I don't think it's um, my job to be the um, the stoic professor and teach everybody that. But if I'm if I could be the coach and lead them to that information, I think that's even better. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better, my friend. And what a great way to kick off the new year by talking about something so life empowering and life changing as these principles we've discussed. So really glad we got to pick your brain. Congratulations uh, on behalf of the listeners. We're proud of you for not just developing yourself physically exercise by which health healthy living wise, which I know you're committed to, but the most important evolution you can make is that evolution into yourself to become a better person. And you've taken those steps. So good work, buddy. Thanks, man. Thank you. And you know, it's uh, it, it took some it took some life challenges to to bring me back to this. I remember uh, my military time uh, deploying and uh, you know being in in some combat environments and things like that. That kind of brought me to some of this stuff. 
years and years ago, but, uh, you know, a soft life kind of takes away from that a little bit. And I had it kind of easy over the last couple of years in comparison. Um, so it took a little bit of rocking the boat to get me back into it. And I'm kind of upset that I got out of it to begin with, but I'm happy that I'm back in. And, um, you know, a lot of people do these new year's resolutions. I not a new year's resolution kind of guy. I think if you're going to change, why not change now? Don't wait until the beginning of the year. Uh, but this kind of all this stuff kind of fell back into place just around the right time. So I could say that it's almost like a New Year's resolution, but more of a life resolution to me. Well, I think you've summed it up very well. And the one final point that I, I might share with our listeners is that we all have a vision of our best selves. And if you ask yourself the question, Am I moving closer to my best self or am I falling away from my best self? And you mentioned, you know, you were disappointed that you fell away from some of these principles. But the fact is you recognize that and now you're moving back towards. And life tends to pull us like a riptide in many different directions. And sometimes those things become overwhelming for a period of time. But when you can get back to asking yourself that question, am I moving closer to the person I want to be or am I moving further away from? That's really the critical action point, whether it happens on New Year's Day or January 15th or whenever it might happen. 100%, 100%. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about this today. Great first episode of the new year. So I will uh, leave us with a quote. Uh, since I talked about quotes earlier, you get them on the Facebook page and all that kind of stuff. But um, this might get you a little bit interested even more so as we kind of close the session. But uh, Marcus Aurelius said, our life is what our thoughts make it. Boom. Dropping knowledge. Dropping knowledge. All right. Thank you, everybody. We hope you like this episode. Uh, if you do, please like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. And hey, even write us a review. That would be awesome uh, so that we can kind of share this message with others. Mm -hmm. See you all next time.